Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Is there a difference between knowing about a person in actually knowing a person. Everybody says yes. You're exactly right. The difference is one thing defined by this. Knowing a person is all about having a personal relationship with that person. I know a lot of things about my wife, but I know my wife because we lived together for 51 years. A lot of people claim to know about God. A lot of people claim to know God. Many times, though, their behavior contradicts this claim of knowledge and relationship. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the importance of actually knowing God, which comes as a result of reading his words, understanding what it is he has to say to man. But he will be sharing it's more than merely reading the words in his book. You need to know him. Pastor Mark will be talking about the way to know God these days which is by knowing his spirit, the Holy Spirit, who was sent to make God more understandable to mankind. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Romans chapter 8 as he continues his series called Led by the Holy Spirit. Paul says this, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Don't you realize that meant they didn't really know? Some you don't know. Not a bad thing. There's a lot of things we don't know. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God because you accepted Jesus Christ? You do not belong to yourself. When the Holy Spirit comes in us, when we accept Jesus Christ, we no longer direct our life. God directs our life. That's why the title of the series, Being Led by the Holy Spirit. We become a living, walking, breathing temple. God lives in us 24-7, and that is where the personal relationship begins. It's personal now. He's not alongside me. He's in me. If you're a Christ follower today, that's where the Holy Spirit lives. Here's point number three. And this is where most of you are confused. Almost all of you. Here it is. Truth number three. Christ followers need to know what roles, now that the Holy Spirit lives in us, God, what the Holy Spirit wants to fulfill in our lives. With the Holy Spirit there, what does he want to do? What can he do? Well, once the Holy Spirit lives in us, the Bible teaches there are way more than 50 things the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. 
Because of time, I'm only going to give you 47. So get your hand ready. No, I'm going to give you about eight or nine this morning. Is that all right? So you will leave here knowing, some, some of you will leave here knowing a lot about the Holy Spirit that you never know, and you're already a Christian. You just didn't realize these things. So I'm going to go very short, very quick, and I'll explain much more because as we move through this series, we're going to move from that Holy Spirit back to Jesus and watch Jesus doing Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In a week or two, we'll do that. And watch how he directs his disciples because the same way... These disciples all had a personal relationship with him. The same way the Holy Spirit has with us. So what we see Jesus doing with his disciples, Jesus says, another one like me is coming. And the Holy Spirit is doing the same thing. So you'll get an actual picture of what that looks like in everyday life. So here we go. I'll give you eight or nine this morning as we move through. Here we go. Number one, the Holy Spirit assures me. Satan hates a Christian that is secure in their relationship with God. You see, sometimes this happens to us. We're moving along in our life and we sin and then we kind of got away from the Bible and whatever. And Satan comes to us. Oh, you're a believer, eh? Oh, I don't think so. Never really took on you anyway. That was all emotion. Nothing ever happened to you. And sometimes we just believe the enemy. But what the Holy Spirit wants to do is to tell us something. Let me read to you First John 5. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so you may know that you have eternal life. See, there's no good laying down at night. Uh, I think I'm a believer. I was a believer. Am I not now a believer now? Or maybe I'm not good enough now. And that doubting does not come from God. That doubting comes from Satan. Because I can know. Now, who's going to assure me that my salvation is not about feelings, but from truth. Well, look at Romans eight sixteen. Here it is. It's right smack in front of you. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are. Now I'm getting ready for an amen. I just wanted to warn you. Here we go. The spirit himself, himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Is that good or is that great? Of course it's great. I'm a child of God. How do I know? Holy Spirit lives in me. He assures me. Don't listen to the Satan's lies. He assures me. Number two, he teaches me. Do you know who's teaching you this morning? I am, but I'm just a mouth. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. He is the one that's teaching you. Now, go back to John 14, where you were, verse 26. John 14, 26. Remember, keep your finger there. Put a little sword. We'll be back again. This is a a huge verse in the person of the Holy Spirit. Notice what Jesus says again. Verse 26. But the counselor, comforter, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send my name, what's it say? Will teach you all things. All things. The author of the Bible lives in us. The Holy Spirit is our real, real teacher. I'm just the voice. The Bible is God-breathed. It's all truth. He gave us the Bible to know how to do life. When we open the Bible, God opens his mouth through the Holy Spirit. 
Now, it shouldn't surprise you that the one that's teaching the Bible is the author of the Bible. He knows it all. He wrote it. He was inspired. He was God-breathed. And that shows us how to live. Next, you're right there. Reminds me. Number three, just write it down. The Holy Spirit reminds me. John 14, 26, look at, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, watch, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. John 2, 22 says this, after he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words Jesus had spoken. You see, there's times in our life When we're trying to think of a verse, especially if we're sharing with someone, I'll do it sometimes as I'm teaching. What was that verse? I'm trying to think, and boom, the Holy Spirit puts it to my mind. And it's just great. It brings that memory back. You've had that experience if you witness a lot to people. You're trying to think of the verse. You can't think of the verse. No, boom, ask the Holy Spirit, and he reminds you of that. Now, this verse is very important if you're over 55. Don't laugh. Because when we get 55 and over, we have a hard time remembering things. Am I right? If you're 85, good luck. I'm headed there. It's scary. So we have to have people remind us. We have the Holy Spirit. He can remind us of all kinds of things. It's a wonderful thing. He reminds us. By the way, I call the Holy Spirit spiritual ginkgo. That's from my pharmacy days. Ginkgo helps your memory, by the way. Just go out and buy you some. Okay, here we go. Next, the Holy Spirit illuminates and brings understanding to the word. John 12, 16. At first, his disciples did not understand what Jesus was teaching, what Jesus was talking. They didn't understand going to the cross at all. It made no sense at all to them. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Like the disciples, very often we don't get it. We read the Bible, and you've, if you've been a Christian a long while, you've all had this happen. You're reading something. It happened to me yesterday. You're reading something, and you read that passage 10 times in your life. And all of a sudden, whoo, it jumps off the page. What? Never saw that before. Who did that? The Holy Spirit. He illuminated that truth because you needed it right then. The Holy Spirit pointed out something I never really saw before. Whoa, it just went like that. It was great. So he knows how to illuminate the word and make sense to you. That's what I try to do. That's what I pray for when I'm studying and teaching. Not just to give you a bunch of facts, but when you leave here, your head isn't full with facts, but you leave going, okay, I can do that. I get it. That's what my role is as a pastor. Teach the word with application. See, teaching the word is not just about information. It's about transformation in a person's life. Now, next he comforts me. He comforts me. John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. Another word for that is comforter to be with you forever. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit another 
comforter. Comfort means to come alongside, to support, to encourage, to brave it together. We've all been in places in life where I needed to be comforted. I needed to be encouraged. I needed to be supported. I needed to realize that I wasn't doing life alone. But many of us forget we have the comforter in us 24-7. Some of you are hurting. I'm not going to close my eyes. Don't close yours. I'm praying for you. Holy Spirit, you live in every Christ follower here at our campuses watching online. Some of them, the Holy Spirit, you know, they need comforting. They need encouragement this morning. If that's you, just say to the Holy Spirit right now, under your breath, I receive your comfort. Come on. I receive your comfort. You see, that's as easy as it gets. And you have the comforter, not a person. It's good to have people comfort. It's good to have people encourage us. But you have God who understands everything you're going through today. So you will leave better now than you would when you came in. Why? Because we learned the Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. Next, he guides me. He guides me. If there's anything in life everyone needs is guidance and direction. That's why our verse for this series is Romans 8.14. That's the theme. Romans 8.14, look at it. Christ followers are led by the Spirit of God. He directs our life. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We need to know the will of God. We need to know what God wants to do in our life. That's why God gave us a GPS, a spiritual GPS, a God positioning system. And that system is the Holy Spirit. I need to find a way through life that God wants me to take. I knew the will of God, where to go, when, when to make a decision, what to do with this. That's what God gives us. He lives within us and he guides us. Next, he helps me pray. Look at Romans eight twenty six. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. When you come and you get three or four of the prayer requests and you look at that and there's three names and there's all kind of needs in there. Job, healing, marriages falling apart. Those are not it's. Those are people. And sometimes when you look at that, you don't know what to pray for. So you just say, Holy Spirit. I don't know how specifically to pray, but you do. And one of the things that's very healthy for you and me, most of the time, we don't have those. So our prayer is all about, mm, I'm selfish with my prayers. This moves me out of that comfort zone. And when you start feeling sorry for yourself, pick up a list of those names. You won't feel sorry for yourself anymore. You're going, are you kidding me? And we begin to intercede. And we need the Holy Spirit to teach us how to pray. What a powerful thing that is in our lives. Now, God is speaking to us. Next, he empowers me. 
It's impossible to reach God's potential for every one of us without the empowering of the Holy Spirit. God knows, and that's why he gave us this amazing promise. Look at it, Acts 1.8. But you, believers, will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I will receive power to witness. That is the reason for the empowering of the Spirit of God, to expand the kingdom of God, that more people would come to Christ. See, we don't just ask people to come to church. The church goes to people. And the people that you're working with, in school with, in our neighborhoods with, they're lost. They just don't know it. And they need God. And God will open doors for us and give us the boldness, not brashness, not weirdness, when a door opens to begin to speak to them. Last, he speaks to me. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. Now, Acts 13, 2. This is a picture of either a small group or probably a small church service. Remember, there's no buildings in those days. They would just find a room somewhere, the church, and here it is. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, did you just see that? While they were worshiping the Lord and no coffee for a week, turn off the television for a week, okay? Is fasting biblical? Yeah, Jesus didn't say if you fast. He says when you fast. Interesting, interesting. Now, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, how did he say it? I really don't know. Probably to their spirits. Set apart for me, look how specific, Barnabas and Saul for the work, aha, to which I have called them. Paul and Barnabas, when the Spirit spoke, they knew it was a Spirit. How? Because they'd been in conversations with the Holy Spirit. Make sense? They knew it was the Holy Spirit because they'd already been in conversation with the Spirit. If you're married and your spouse calls you and you answer and they talk to you and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize your voice. You need marriage counseling because <laughs> there's a problem. There's a problem. Okay, so... Paul and Barnabas knew the voice by experience. Now, I want you to just clear your mind for a moment. Here we go. All we learned. And I want you to answer this question. Is there a difference between knowing about a person and actually knowing a person? Everybody says yes. You're exactly right. The difference is one thing defined by this. Knowing a person is all about having a personal relationship with that person. I know a lot of things about my wife, but I know my wife because we lived together for 51 years. Now, for instance, most of us could say, I know about Billy Graham, evangelist, great preacher of the word, but I doubt any of us could say this. Pastor Mark, I know Billy Graham intimately. No, 
If I would say that, then I would have had to met him, spent time with him, getting know. We'd have to communicate together over and over and over, willing to share in each other. We'd be in constant contact, understanding each other and doing all of that. No, it's very different knowing about somebody and knowing somebody. The Bible has an interesting word for to know. And I'm going to put it on there. It's gnosko. Look at this. I have it for you. This is powerful. Gnosko refers to a knowing that is intimate, personal, and you've experienced that relationship with the person. Not just talked about it. You've experienced it. Now, the first time we see that word in the Bible is actually with Adam and Eve. Adam knew his wife. Sexual intimacy. That's how a child came. And Jesus uses the same word, gnosko, in this verse, look at it, John 17, 3. And this is the way to have eternal life. Now follow me, to know about God. Is that what it says? No, to know God. Gnosko, knowing that's intimate, personal, by experience. Knowing God, you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one, who sent to earth. If I'm going to have eternal life, if I'm going to go to heaven, I can't just know about God. But there's millions of people in our world who sit in our churches who know about God. They know some of the characteristics. They know about the Holy Spirit now. You've heard more today. You know about Jesus. That's great. That's good. Sometimes you even read your Bible and you come to church. Like I say, you give offerings. But millions of people that sit in our churches do not have a personal relationship with God. It's a head knowledge that's never moved to here. And that's a huge problem in our world. Because knowing about God will not get you to heaven. Now, let me give you a verse. Don't look it up. It's Matthew chapter 7, verse 23. People came to Jesus on judgment day. Jesus teaching. And as Jesus is teaching, they're standing before him and telling him all the good things they did, which is great. But remember, good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. And he's hearing all these things that these people did. And then Jesus said some words you never want to hear. Jesus turns and he says to this group of people, depart from me. Now, there's no, you're not entering heaven. And there's only one other option. Depart from me. Well, why would Jesus say that? Here's what he says. I never knew you, Gnosko. You knew about me. You understood the facts about me. You read your Bible. You even did good works. But you never had a personal relationship with me where we could do life together 24-7. Depart from me. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the idea of your body being the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit and what that means for your life. He spoke about what the Holy Spirit did in the world using the people in the early church and how that applies to you today. 
you learned that the Holy Spirit also makes it possible for you to understand the Bible and is how God the Father speaks to you, among many other things. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Well, this finishes another section in Pastor Mark's series called Led by the Holy Spirit. Next time, Pastor Mark will illustrate how Jesus is your example of how the Holy Spirit can work in your life. You'll learn that Jesus depended on the Holy Spirit to be obedient to the plan that God the Father had for him. And you'll be able to see how his example can be applied to your life. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.